Hello, Cultivate family. I hope you're doing all right. Welcome back to episode 17 of the Cultivate podcast. Fact for you, 80% of the people that listen to this podcast don't actually subscribe to it, but it actually really, really helps me out. So I would really love to invite you all to hit that subscribe button right now, whatever platform that you're in, if you enjoy my content. There are so many more queer people that I want to be able to reach and I want to be able to help with what I do. So every subscribe, every story share genuinely means the world and helps me so, so much to help the right people find me. And not just a load of American right-wing CrossFit trolls because I really don't want them coming to my page. (laughs) I've been struggling a lot mentally this month. I've had a few really rough things come up that I haven't really been able to do much about. They are just happening alongside my life. And in turn, a lot of my days have actually felt really, really hard to get through at the moment. But I have been doing a lot to try and make it a bit easier for myself. And I think it's really important for me to be honest with you lot when I'm struggling because I want my people to also be able to reach out and tell me when they're struggling as well. Life for me feels hard right now, but I am still really happy and proud of the way that I continue to show up for myself, my partner, my dog, and my business. I am doing my best despite my mental struggle, and I am really, really proud of that. So despite things being hard, That is the reframe for me right now. I'm proud of the fact that I'm still showing up and doing this. One thing that's really helped is when my brain isn't focusing at all, I actually get out my little whiteboard. For those on the video, I'm showing you the whiteboard right now. I get out my little whiteboard when I can't focus and I write down the priority tasks and I physically tick them off and I keep that little whiteboard in front of me all day. So I don't ever go back to that big master task list and get overwhelmed. That's been so, so helpful, especially this week. So for any of my people there that might be struggling in the way that I am, especially my fellow neurodiverse people, get a little whiteboard. Mine was like two quid from Tesco. So due to me also feeling pretty down at the moment, my appetite has really just been hit or miss, which is not normal for me. But obviously, for me to show up well as a coach and to show up well for my own training, which are two really important things in my life, I need to be fueled. So my options have been pretty basic and simple this week. I've been eating things like crumpets. They were ghost-shaped because Halloween. Crumpets for carbs and protein shakes with frozen fruit for protein and nutrients. Peanut butter on the crumpets for fats and Things like yogurts with granola and fruit, just very, very simple grab and go convenience things. Because despite me not having that appetite, I know that I need to fuel myself. So if you're still listening, I really appreciate you letting me get that off my chest and letting me be honest with you about how I'm feeling right now. Now, getting into today's topic, we are going to talk about the pause. The pause is so important to me that I actually got it tattooed on my wrist with my mate Sophia. She's got one in her hand as well. The pause is something that I actually use with every single person that I work with, including myself, obviously. Now, learning how to apply a pause can be absolutely life-changing. And this isn't me being dramatic and over-exaggerating. It changed my life and I continue to watch it change my client's life. 
And today I'm going to talk about the pause in terms of our food relationship and our mental well-being. Now, before we get into the pause a bit more in depth, I'm going to read you this quote by Viktor Frankl. He is a Holocaust survivor, a neurologist and a psychiatrist. And the quote is, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. So essentially, that's what the pause is. Between stimulus and response, there's a space. And that space is the bit that we can control to influence what we do next mindfully. That is what the pause is. Now, with our food relationship, often we find it hard to make mindful choices because a lot of us are really busy. We're often eating on the go or at work. We've got people that we've got to take care of. We've got bills to pay. Our days are very, very full and they're not ever going to get less full. Let's face it, capitalism. They're not getting less full. We have to work. And a lot of us really enjoy being busy. A lot of us enjoy our work. A lot of us do so many things outside of our work that we are passionate about. So that all means it's difficult to make food choices in the moment. It's not impossible, but it is difficult. So the power of the pause here allows us to take a step back and make a conscious choice rather than just reacting in the moment out of habit, out of stress, or maybe out of emotion. Now, our habits are choices that we make subconsciously without thinking. And adding in a pause allows that step back from what we might have always defaulted to doing in that situation. And instead, we make a conscious choice in line with our goals. So the most common example that I can give you to start with for using a pause with food can be boredom eating. So you might come in from work, work out, have dinner, do some chores, and then you might crash out on the couch and chill before you go to bed. A little bit of Netflix, a little bit of trash TV, maybe a little bit of scrolling on TikTok, you know, a little bit of stuff to help wind us down. And in that window, you might end up snacking out of habit or out of boredom, but not actually out of hunger. You do it because you've just always done it and because it distracts you from the boredom of going from zooming around all day, being super busy to being completely sedentary and chilling. And now it might be that you are just eating out of boredom and that's just it. But when you dig a little deeper, it could also be because of another reason that you're not completely aware of yet. For example, you might be using that food on the evening to self-soothe your emotions or sadness or loneliness or for a bit of a quick fix, a bit of dopamine, something that will temporarily take you away from a feeling. I've done that a lot. So yeah, it might not be clear where that eating is coming from. The pause enables us to take the step back and ask, why am I eating right now? Am I actually hungry or am I doing this out of habit, boredom, stress or some other emotion? And after you've taken that pause, if you've decided that the reason that you're eating is because of one of those things and not actually because you're hungry, the decision you make next could be very, very different. And in that decision, you might actually ask yourself, well, how am I feeling right now? And what is going to help? What do I need? And in that moment, I have a bit of a tool that I'll use with my clients called the feeling wheel. And that has all the different types of feelings written around it. And there's loads of them. And you can narrow it down to a section or a small subsection and think, well, I feel like that. I don't feel hunger. And then you'll deal with the actual feeling instead of eating to distract you from it. 
So I'll put that feelings wheel in the show notes because it goes really well alongside this episode talking about the pause. And it's also something you can implement alongside taking the pause. Do you comfort eat? Do you under eat during the day and overeat at night? You might want to choose what you implement this pause for and when. That's the first step. And deciding this ahead of time means that when that situation next arises, you can implement your pause because you've thought about it in advance. It's not something that's going to come naturally at first. Now, it really doesn't matter what the situation is. It can literally be applied to anything because all you're doing is taking a step back from how you'd normally respond and you're making a more mindful decision in that moment. So when a client comes to me and they're struggling with snacking absentmindedly, the pause is literally one of the first things that we implement. The second thing is asking ourselves, well, what do I actually need in this moment? So for me, the pause was something I worked on a huge amount in my eating disorder recovery because I would restrict myself all day. I wouldn't allow myself to eat all kinds of foods. And then in the evening, I would often end up binging on all the foods that I had told myself were off limits. I would also emotionally eat a lot to try and self-soothe my poor mental health before I was actually getting some support for that as well. But when I did learn to implement that pause, I could ask myself, why am I reaching for food right now? What are my hunger levels? Am I actually hungry? And sometimes the answer would be yes. And the decision I made after that would be to eat. But more often than not, I would notice far more when I turned to food from an emotive or disordered standpoint. And that allowed me to work through that because my self-awareness just went through the roof and in a positive way. The pause enables you to create so much more self-awareness to your decision-making than you would with like an automatic or knee-jerk or emotive reaction. That's why it's awesome. Now let's dive into using the pause for the sake of our own mental well-being because this can be useful in so many places. When we're often anxious or depressed, we can often find ourselves going into autopilot and just trying to get through the day as best we can. But then that can result in us making decisions that aren't necessarily in line with what we want for our well-being for a long-term goal. If you're having a really, really mentally low day, it would be so easy to go online and spend loads of money on random crap we don't need to try and make ourselves feel better, like retail therapy, I guess. But adding a pause in there and asking yourself, is this going to help me in the long term spending all this money on this stuff? Is spending all this money the best investment for my well-being right now? So in that moment, if we implement that pause, we decide to come back to our online shopping basket the next day. If we still want the stuff, then we buy it. But it might be that because of taking that pause, we make a completely different decision for ourselves. My next example if you're a person that self-sabotages when you're not in a good place, taking a pause to ask yourself, is future me going to be affected negatively by me doing this? And do I want that for myself? And sometimes we might think, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. But more times than not, we're going to think, actually, no, future me doesn't want that feeling. So current me is going to make a different choice. When you want to bail on the gym because you've had a shit day, but you have a goal to run a race or do a fitness comp or you've got a strength goal or an aesthetic goal if you take a pause before walking back home instead of walking towards the gym and think is me walking away from the gym in line with my goal to do x 
you're way more likely to consciously decide to not bail on the gym because you've made a pause to establish that you want to get closer to your goals. So you need to walk towards the gym to also get closer to your goals. It's cheesy, but it's true. Another way it can be used is in conflict or arguments. If you're having an argument with a friend or a partner and it's getting a bit heated and you may be like me, absolutely terrified of conflict. If you take a pause in the midst of an argument instead of reacting in the moment, even if it's just for a matter of seconds, that could completely change the outcome of that situation because you will be in control of choosing how you respond instead of responding out of anger or distress. And the chances are your response is going to be far more rational if you take the pause to think about it, even if it's just a matter of seconds. So now I want you to think about every important decision that you make in your life consciously. Things like adopting a pet, quitting a job that you hate, breaking up with someone, proposing to someone, taking a risk in business, spending a huge chunk of money on something, buying a house, moving cities. Some of you might have been following me for well over a year and you're still yet to decide about coaching. By the way, that will change your life, so please ask me about it after you listen to this episode. But what I'm trying to get to here is we all think about big decisions a lot. Often, sometimes we sit on them way too much and then get a bit of decision paralysis. We sometimes spend months, even years, weighing up an action that could change our life forever. But we don't take those small pauses in the moment anywhere near as much, when really... Every tiny decision and choice that we make adds up to what our life looks like now at this very moment. Every tiny decision and choice we have ever made in our life up until now is the reason for what our life looks like right now. Those tiny decisions and those tiny pauses and conscious choices are just as important, if not more, than the big ones. Because there are so many more of those situations that arise for us every day. The pause needs a lot of practice to be effective, but it is so, so powerful. I hope I've shown you that from this episode. And you can use it all day, every day, with literally any aspect of your life. You're the boss. It will absolutely change your life. I promise you that. So a prompt for you to take away from this episode, if you would like. What are the things in your life that you would like to apply a pause to after listening to this episode? Decide what they are write them down, make them intentional. If you forget to implement the pause at the moment where you do want to do it, that's completely normal. It'll probably happen loads, but just keep trying because it does take a while. Then I want you to tell me where you are with it in a month and tell me if it changes your life. Because honestly, my life has truly been changed by taking pauses um, to the point where I apparently got it tattooed on my wrist with my friend, which was actually a really nice memory. And because we both bang on about pausing all the time to our clients, uh, respectively. So that's it. That's the pause. I am going to open some consultation slots next week to talk about one-to-one coaching inside Fuzz Culture Club. I'm absolutely buzzing for the next few months within Fuzz Culture Club because I've just got so much stuff planned to make it even more awesome than it is now. I absolutely love developing and growing it based on all my people's feedback. I'm having an absolute blast. So a little bit of gratitude for my job to end this episode on. I'm so grateful for all of you people that allow me to do this as my job. I wake up every day buzzing for it, despite when I have my down months like I'm having right now. If you've been thinking about coaching and you're currently saying, well, I'll probably do it next year. Take a pause for me 
and think about how much progress you could make in the last two months of the year if you started next week. Two months is a really solid amount of time. So let's have a chat if you've been thinking about it. Reach out to me via my form in the show notes and let's figure it out. So next week's guest is someone I've been wanting to come on here for ages. So please remember to hit the subscribe button to get notified on the episode first. And I'm sending loads of love to you all. Have an amazing rest of your week. Take it easy, Cultivate family. I'm out.